We are very lucky today to be joined by uh, Mr. David Notwane, the National Under-23 Manager for the Amaglug-Glug national team. Mr. David Notwane, who's in a dilemma crisis at the moment, picking his final team. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, morning. Uh, thanks for the opportunity and uh, good to be on your show, podcast. Thank you very much. So I know you're in the midst of your selection dilemma. You've had games in the week. Uh, your preparations are up and going. So just tell me, in regards to the final selection for your team, how is things going? Uh, look, things are a bit difficult, uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, the picture that one had uh, a few months ago, you know, is, 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 is suddenly one of those, those paintings where you have this idea of what you are painting. And it seems like suddenly, you know, the paint spills over uh, onto the paper. And now you're trying to make the best, uh, to make a painting out of the, 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 the paint that has spilled over. And hopefully you produce, you know, a, a piece of art that should be exciting eventually. That's where we are at, at the moment. Reason being, of course, we have a lot of overseas bass players that one was excited to bring into our fold and have a good mixture of uh, uh, experience of local and experience of international players you know, to really give South Africa a competitive team from a selection point of view, they would then transfer into competitive performances that could help us get out of the group stage. So, yeah, at the moment, you know, the story with the European teams, you know, uh, FIFA having, you know, sent out the secular to say clubs are not obliged to release players. So that has thrown a spanner into our preparations. Uh, we have players like Pesitao, you know, Kaya Lechabela at Leicester City. Uh, we have Kaohelo Chauke at uh, Southampton, who's withdrawn himself and pledged his allegiance to England. Uh, we have Pepe Lostole in Portugal. We have uh, uh, Tiban Pete also in Portugal with the uh, Belenenses. You know, those are the players that at the moment, uh, you know, are still ineligible based on the reaction of the clubs so and those are players in key positions as you can imagine you know at the back in the midfield and right on top there so that also would have helped raise the profile of the team of course you know uh, when you look at us on paper so yeah that's where we are now and uh, therefore we have to depend on what's available unfortunately so you've spoken about maybe six players there who I think could potentially walk straight into your squad at the moment. These are some high-profile players. Now you look at these, these six players. What is the final number of players that you need to take? And how close to that final number are you currently? Yeah, look, we're taking 18 to the Olympics with uh, four extra players allowed to be you know, on the sidelines should an emergency arise. Uh, and unfortunately, with lack of resources, you know, at the moment from the Federation, will take 20 players, which is 18 plus two, goalkeeper being one of the extras, obviously, and uh, one outfield player. So one has to be really strategic. Uh, the selection, of course, will inform you that you need multidimensional player, multifunctional player who can play a few positions. You know, players that are tactically flexible in terms of adaptation of the formation based on the opposition. So. It's really a challenging uh, process, but I think at this point, we are 80% of where we want to be. 
Of course, after the Egypt tour, uh, where we were checking out the players, some of which have come out of seven to 10 days of layoff. So it was really, you know, a bit of an eye opener to, to, to see how quickly players can lose fitness. Yeah, but I think we are at 80 percent. Well, th this is fantastic. Now, talking about you, you're almost 80 percent there. You're close to it. What have what has your preparations been coming so close to the tournament? What is your preparations been? Yeah, look, uh, as I indicated, the biggest issue is the uh, availability of, you know, money, you know, to be able to do what you want to do. So we've relied heavily on the FIFA week so far. And the position of South Africa in terms of COVID-19 has also not really helped with a lot of countries really putting us as a, 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 on the red list, which means sometimes you want to go play in Europe, but then the conditions in Europe are that we have to quarantine for 10 days. Now, that adds to your cost, you know, before you could even start training and also uh, uh, and so forth. Now, um, at the moment, safe to say, you know, have we ideally played against opposition that you'd want to play? Not really. You know, we relied heavily on invitations from teams that consider us to be a competitive team to help them in the process, help ourselves. You know, hence we played Egypt again, and now we, we, we're going to play Saudi Arabia after this camp that is forthcoming now uh, en route to Tokyo, which we are grateful for the opportunities that the Saudis are affording us, you know. So from that perspective, then uh, you kind of don't have control, you know, in terms of who you want to play. Uh, we don't have the resources to invite teams you know, whether be it your Argentina, be it your Korea or be whoever, or for that matter, to even go early into Asia and set base there so you can play teams that are around uh, 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 in Tokyo. So so it's really been a challenge, uh, 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 to be honest. But having said that, uh, you are content that at least you get, you know, the few camps that you get to sharpen the players. So we look forward to going into camp uh, next week. And then we'll take the four weeks going to Tokyo and hopefully maximize preparation from that perspective. Coach, it sounds very detailed at the moment. It sounds like there's a long-term and short-term plan. I understand your frustrations in regards to uh, preparations and not getting the competition and the level of competition you need. Because you can hear somebody saying, why not play a few uh, disky teams under 23s? But you're looking for sharpening and a special level of competition. Now, you took the under-23s to Egypt yeah. this week or last week. Last week, yeah. Yes. And um, what can you learn or what did you learn from those two games that you played, which were defeats for um, the under-23s? Yeah. yeah, look, uh, the biggest challenge we've had is the balance of the team, you know, in terms of depth and quality. There are players available, yes, but then you are going to the Olympics, you know, it's no more about you have to raise the bar. You have to raise the bar in terms of quality in order to raise the bar in terms of performance, you know? So uh, some of the players haven't been playing regularly in their clubs, you know, especially our key positions, full backs. And uh, defensively, you can see that, uh, you know, we've leaked goals through the friendly matches that we've played and which has been an area of concern. So uh, then, you know, you have to look at the spine of the team and determine whether you're going to take three over over age players including the goalkeeper 
or you sacrifice a goalkeeper, then you take three outfield players, you know. But at this stage, the major issue that now we need to address is the depth, lack of depth in quality at the back. And how is that going to now influence the tactical outlook of the team? Because some, some way, somehow, it can really compromise your strength offensively in terms of the talent that is available. And that's, that's the biggest uh, te technical issue that uh, we are trying to address in finalizing the selection at the moment. So from Egypt, of course, we played a, an aggressive team, you know, a team full of players that play at Champions League level for their various teams coming out of Al-Akhli, big teams, you know, Zamalek, Pyramids. Uh, we played a team that is in middle of the season, while most of our players are just finished their season. So the differences in terms of the physical competitiveness was clear in the games. So then, uh, of course, disappointed with the goals we considered from city mistakes, of course, with the players coming from, you know, off season of seven to 10 days, uh, you'd, you'd expect that they still maintain a bit of their sharpness from end of season uh, 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 competition. So yeah, those are the biggest lessons that one takes. Uh, but the biggest issue is it gave us a measure of the state of mental and physical readiness, all right? So the physical we expected, of course, to be you know, a notch behind Egypt, but from a psychological, one wanted to see if the players can kick in, you know, uh, despite a proper physical preparation. So one then has to be objective in the assessment of the results of Egypt. And that's what we are doing, not to be too hard, but also not to be too, you know, accepting of uh, uh, the conditions that were prevailing there. And the key issue then is, which is a message I sent to the players that they've had a year to be ready for the Olympics, you know, and it's a message one has delivered to them throughout the camps we've had to say, prepare yourself to be a world-class athlete. That's the first thing you're going to require at the Olympics from a physical preparation, mental preparation. And I think we, we, we are a bit short in the department and perhaps uh, it, it, it signifies sometimes the mentality of our players, you know, where players rely on club training, players rely on camps coming into national camp, you know, to really start to focus on the job at hand. So from that perspective, I was a little bit disappointed, but now we have four weeks to, you know, pick up the pieces, tighten the screws and make sure that we are ready to compete at the Olympics because that's what we expected to do. Coach, you've spoken so you've spoken so detailed about um, your expectations. That is coming through so well. Now you spoke about the physical fitness and some of the areas you're not that satisfied with. But as you know, it's the mental preparation as well as you said. What are you with your team and your coaching team doing to prepare our players? for this tournament because you must remember there's world-class competition japan yeah. mexico france yeah look uh, first is uh, you have to understand uh, south africans first you know as, as a human being uh, as a nation uh, and and the culture in the country you know and uh, we chose to play a country like egypt because of their aggressive nature their attitude towards how they play football, which is something would be exposed to in the Olympics. If you look at Japan, hardworking nation, very competitive. You look at Mexico as well, you know, very aggressive in nature, uh, 
uh, high levels of aggression. And uh, we, we came a bit short against Egypt. So in that aspect, then uh, there are two things. One is, and I, this is what I said to the boys, we have to work on the self-belief mentally. Uh, we have to work on uh, uh, making sure that we are not timid. You know, sometimes we are timid in our approach. We are lax in our approach. So going into this camp, I think, of course, the physical is easy to deal with because you, you are in control, you can sharpen that. But then the mental is really up to the players, you know, and we've, I've already had, you know, talks with the players, you know, individually consent to make them realize that uh, uh, it's going to take a lot, you know, for them to make the final uh, uh, cut. And they really need to be focused. They really need to show hunger and desire, which are the two important ingredients towards uh, uh, competitive performances. So inside the camp, within our training, you know, would create uh, training conditions, you know, exercises and practice conditions that will stimulate this competitiveness in the players. I appreciate that because, as you know, the mental side plays such a huge um, role in a player going from one level to the next and a team going from one level to the next. So as you've sure. got your team, what do you feel are your predictions for the under-23s at this tournament? If you could give us a realistic expectation going into the tournament with your resources you currently have, where do you think, how far do you think the under-23s could go? Yeah, look, uh, as I indicated in the beginning, from where we were, you know, in terms of uh, the pool that was available for us of overseas based and local and where we are now. And it's always been our first primary target, you know, to, to go out of the group stage, which would be a huge step in the right direction for the country, for South African football, for our Olympics teams, uh, going into our third uh, Olympics tournament. And I've always believed that when you come out of the groups and you go into the knockout stages, anything is possible, you know, with the right credentials, you, you draw a lot of confidence from there, because usually I'm showing our group, everyone looks at South Africa and say, ah, that's our three points, you know? So once you achieve that fit, it raises the levels of confidence in the group. And I always believe that uh, uh, we have the talent to can take on any team on our day if we apply ourselves properly. So, yeah. We want to go out of the group. That will be a huge, huge uh, achievement, a task that is really before us, you know? And of course, upon ourselves, we want to go get a medal because you go to the Olympics to get one of the three medals. Otherwise, you know, what, what was the point of fighting all the way to qualify for the Olympics? So yeah, there are two, two the secondary objective is to get, of course, the medal and push ourselves into the podium uh, 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 performances at the end. Coach? Thank you so much for the conversation today. You've been clear on the expectations, your preparations, your difficulties, but also where you want to take this team. Thank you for making time to speak to us at On The Whistle. You've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure always. And thanks again for the opportunity.